Our first lesson this morning is from Psalms 31, 20 through 24. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his, his steadfast love to me when I was beset as a city under siege. I had said in my alarm, I am driven far from your sight. But he heard my supplications when I cried out to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who hope in God. Our second lesson is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live in him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, as indeed you are doing. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel lesson of Luke, chapter 12, excerpts from chapter 12 and 17. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, or nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is within you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to speak to someone this morning who needs encouragement. I need encouragement, and I, and I have received it recently from some close friends and from family. I am a Barnabas, and we read in the book of Acts that uh, Barnabas was a companion, a leader in the church, a uh, companion of Paul. And it says in the book of Acts, Barnabas, his name which means encouragement. So I, I want to encourage you today, and this my last sermon. <laughs> I want to encourage you to love God, to follow Jesus, and to do good whenever and wherever you can in this place and in all the world. Love God, follow Jesus, do good. Can I get an amen? amen. Thank you. Let's look at the text for this morning's sermon in the book of Psalms, Psalm 31. It begins uh, this way, I am beset before and behind like a city under siege. 
the year is 722 before the Common Era, and uh, it's in northern Israel, and their capital city, Shechem, is surrounded by Nebuchadnezzar's Assyrian army. There's no food or water, no medical aid in the city. There's no way of escape, and there's no hope. Soon the walls are breached, and most of the population is uh, carried into exile to Damascus in Assyria. The remainder of the people stayed behind, and they, over the years, intermingled with their foreign captors. And in Jesus' day, they were known as the Samaritans, and they were hated by the religious Jews who had remained pure. And during this exile time, many of the Psalms were written, uh, written as a source of hope and encouragement, uh, and pointing always to a faithful and redeemer God who would not forsake his chosen people, no matter what was happening to them. And I think in our chaotic time, we, like the Israelites, need that sort of encouragement. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Now, we need an everyday, an everyday kind of encouragement uh, to sustain us. During this past year, uh, Pastor Jane Sauter has encouraged us. Yes, uh, she claimed to be someone who prodded us, but I took her prodding as encouragement to get us beyond our uncomfortableness with change and to get us beyond our fear of new possibilities. She did affirm and encourage our gifts. She praised that stirring that is going on under the surface here, ready to rise up and to become what God wants us to be. Now comes Reverend Lori Savick, our new pastor, who is very tall, but not overpowering. And her beautiful smile uh, shows a caring and kind and encouraging manner, full of grace. Her presence among and with us will encourage our hearts and mind, and I, I urge you to receive her. Let us all receive her with enthusiasm and love. Uh, now, to illustrate this next point, I had decided to tell a story about my grandson, Logan. And then I decided not to tell it. But he's here in the congregation with us this morning, worshiping. 
<laughs> so I better tell the story. <laughs> it was a few years ago when Logan and Ben were playing on the Wesley uh, softball team in the church league. And after a particular game, Logan came to me and said, Grandpa, I, I didn't do well at all. I was terrible. I only went one for, one for four. That is, you know, one hit for four times at bat. He said, I didn't do very well. So I encouraged him. I said, Logan, you have a great swing. You have a beautiful swing. Keep on swinging and the hits will come. A little later on, his mother came over to me and told me, you know, the hit that he made drove in the winning run. <laughs> and at the end of the game, he made a spectacular game-ending catch. <laughs> so we need encouragement constantly to empower our self-confidence, to overcome any sense of low self-esteem or any anxiety we have about the future. Uh, remember President Obama's mantra. It was so pow powerful in Spanish. Si, si pueda, si pueda. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Have you noticed the uh, people devastated by disasters on the TV news lately? I see them, especially the old ones, and uh, perhaps they have been through other life hardships as well. But I see in them a kind of determination not to be beaten down, and I believe they must have a, a deep reserve of faith in God and in themselves. Where do you need encouragement today? <clears throat> Where does your deep reserve of faith need to be awakened? Yes, there is much in our everyday life to discourage us. There's disappointment because someone has let us down there's fear because uh, our livelihood has been diminished by tough economic times. Certainly, COVID has dissipated our, our strength and our hope. And we don't know what the future might bring. Some years ago, when Gwen and I lived in Goffstown, we used to go every week to the First United Methodist Church in Manchester's food pantry. And we would see discouragement there every week. People who were trapped in a cycle of poverty that they could not escape. They don't receive the resources, physical, material, or otherwise, that they need. And most discouraging is that they lack a, a self-confidence that they need to strengthen their hearts and their minds. We all need that kind of encouragement from a helping word, a helping hand rather, 
uh, and a kind word, a listening ear. But most of all, we need the kind of encouragement that is grounded in our faith. Faith in God, who does not fail us, no matter the circumstances. It's the, it's the psalmist's faith. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in God. <clears throat> but we need an encouragement that endures, an encouragement that strengthens heart and mind, that lasts beyond any kind word or helping hand. We need a courage like the psalmist's, deep faith that comes from God, especially when our lives feel trapped as in a besieged city, bounded on every side, our spirits are broken, and we are threatened to be crushed. You know the story of Israel's exile that's told in the book of Daniel about three brave Hebrews named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, here's somebody singing the camp song already. You, you know that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, let me remind you of the story. As King Nebuchadnezzar in control, he builds a golden statue to himself, and he requires that everybody worship it. And those who do not will face the fiery furnace. So as the three brave Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are led down to the fiery furnace, they say to the king, O king, if our God whom we worship and serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace and out of your evil hand, then let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, and to all, we will not worship you or your golden statue. And the scripture tells us the hair of their heads was not singed and their tunics were not burned. And Nebuchadnezzar repented, praised their God, and promoted each one of them to high office in the land. There is a courage that we need, born of faith which endures even to the end. Say with me the psalmist's faith. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. All who hope in God. Finally, we have a ministry of encouragement to one another. The Apostle Paul wrote in the early, to the early church at Corinth, we have this ministry in earthen vessels. That is to say, we can be broken like clay pots. We can be scattered and discouraged. 
But he continues, therefore, having this ministry, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Some of us have been working, that is, ministering, for over 40 years to bring our beloved United Methodist Church to its destiny of being an all-inclusive and reconciling church. And I particularly affirm you, this congregation, who worked with us through those years to become, I believe, the first reconciling congregation in all of New Hampshire. Yes. And this ministry of encouragement must continue. And this ministry must not lose heart. And as Jane has uh, 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 encouraged us, it must become an invitational ministry. This week, I ask you to be especially sensitive to the need for encouragement that you meet in others. It might be a child who needs a praising word instead of a critical judgment. Perhaps it's your spouse who is feeling low in spirit and, he, and who needs to know that your strong love is always there. It could be a friend who has been knocked down by an experience that was unexpected, who needs your strength to help him or her in this time of need. Or perhaps it's even a stranger. If you meet someone this week in dire need, encourage that person. Encourage that one who's down on their lot in life. Offer them the friendship of this church, which has a heart of courage for this city. Believe in your heart that God called you to a ministry of encouragement for one another. I had a wonderful parishioner when I was serving Londonderry United Methodist Church. Her name was Mary Helen and she coached the girls track team. Quite often the girls would be discouraged and they would come to her and they'd say, Coach, I, I just haven't got it. I don't think I will ever get it. So before the next track meet, Mary Helen made up some cards and some, with some pins that they could attach to their running shorts. And the cards simply said, It. It. And Mary Helen said to them, There, now you've got it. Keep working hard to improve your time. You got it within you. You got it. Jesus said to his disciples, Fear not, little flock, for your Father has pleased to give you the kingdom. 
In fact, you have it within you. You've got it within you. So, my friends, let your heart take courage. Be a source of encouragement to someone else. And always, always hope in God. Amen.